Self-motivation does not exist, and self-discipline is the only discipline. This is very important. Understanding clearly what motivation and discipline are is absolutely key to correctly harnessing the former and building the latter. Honestly, I think this is one of the most important things I can share with you. Truly understanding these qualities and then making a concentrated effort to engage with them correctly is an absolute game changer. It will change your life. My name is Lewis, and this is Budo, the Marshall Way. First of all, let's establish what we mean by the word discipline. For many people, discipline is a dirty word. I think for a lot of people, it conjures images of punishment and suffering. And while discipline is something which is applied as a form of corrective punishment, the key understanding of discipline is that it is something which is instilled within ourselves. The Oxford definition of discipline is the practice of training people to obey rules or a code of behavior using punishment to correct disobedience. In both military and martial art organizations, discipline is instilled so that people will obey a certain set of rules or code of behavior under their own supervision. Let me give you a clear example. I think among the civilian population, there is an idea of the army, of drill instructors and big scary sergeants screaming at enlisted men all the time. But really, this kind of behavior is almost certainly reserved for training. Whilst in training, you may be punished to correct your mistakes and disobedience, ensuring that in the future, you will obey the rules and code of behavior as expected of you within the armed forces, as per definition. This is done so that whilst on deployment, you don't need to be told what to do. When you're deployed in the field, those above you don't have the time to be holding your hand. You need to be trusted to act without constant supervision, often in the most challenging of circumstances. The dictionary definition defines discipline as a noun. However, it begins with the description of the practice of training. I believe this more accurately defines discipline as a verb. When you are being punished and corrected during training, that is the act of discipline being applied to you. What this creates within you is discipline as a noun, the ability for you to obey yourself and not be swayed by transient emotion or an aversion to effort. This is true discipline. To quote Thomas Huxley, Perhaps the most valuable result of all education is the ability to make yourself do the thing you have to do when it ought to be done, whether you like it or not. Now let's talk about motivation. Earlier, I said to you that there is no such thing as self-motivation. Once again, if we look at the definition of motivation, it reads, a reason or reasons for acting or behaving in a particular way. If the reason for you to be acting or behaving in a particular way is based upon an internal set of rules or a code of conduct you hold within yourself, that's discipline. If you are able to control yourself based on your own internal willpower, then you are acting with discipline. With this in mind, 
it stands to reason that the only remaining cause of your motivation must be an external factor. And if it is an external factor, then it cannot possibly be self-motivation. If you desire to either gain or avoid something outside yourself or are inspired by something you have seen or heard, that is motivation. So again, let me go back to the military and give you another quick example. In the morning, you may get woken up by a corporal who comes into your bunk room yelling and screaming at you to haul your ass out of bed. What he is doing is motivating you to get up. His actions are an external factor, giving you the motivation to get out of bed. But what he is doing is trying to instill discipline within you so that eventually you won't need anyone to come in and yell at you every morning. You'll be able to get yourself out of bed because you are a disciplined individual. Are you starting to follow me? Do you understand what I'm trying to convey to you? For another example, as a child, maybe there's a jar of cookies in the kitchen, but your mother tells you that you can only have one a day. Well, maybe at some point when no one's around, you figure that you can take a couple more and that no one will ever find out. But of course, your mother does find out and she punishes for you. She bends you over and smacks your naughty bottom. What she is doing is disciplining you so that in the future... When you see that beautiful jar of delicious cookies tempting you on the shelf, the thought of being punished, the fear of physical consequences motivates you to restrain yourself. This self-restraint develops discipline within you so that in the future, when you are tempted by cookies anywhere in the world, you have a more practiced and stronger degree of self-control with which to withhold yourself. So I hope that now we have a clearer understanding of what exactly discipline and motivation are and the distinction between the two. The question, of course, then becomes how we may apply this information directly in our lives. First of all, I would ask you to objectively assess your own level of discipline. Whatever age you are, whatever kind of background you have, we've all experienced very different circumstances which have led to this point. And for us to grow and move forward, we need to be able to clearly understand where we're at now. Maybe your discipline is quite weak. Or maybe you have the hardened discipline of a seasoned warrior. Wherever we're at in life, we can always grow and progress. So whatever your situation is, don't beat yourself up about it. That doesn't achieve anything. What's important is that we are able to accept the potential for change. And this, of course, applies in everything. Some people have the idea that our mental traits are fixed and that we simply are who we are, especially in adults. This is, of course, absolutely ridiculous and false. We can develop our discipline as with any aspect of ourselves. It only takes time and effort. So how do we develop discipline? Well, I'm going to give you four different factors to consider right now that you can immediately begin to implement into your life to reinforce your own level of discipline. First of all, I want you to have a growth mindset. I would like you to become more open-minded and receptive to the sources of discipline which already exist within your life. 
It is much easier for another person to instill discipline within us because, as we discussed before, this requires a certain level of punishment and correction. And it is much easier for another person to punish us than it is for us to punish ourselves. So if you're a youngster and you still live with your parents, when they tell you to clean your room or your teachers tell you to do your homework, don't kick up a stink and start huffing and puffing like a stereotypical teenager. Recognize that they are trying to instill discipline in you. The same applies to our boss or any kind of instructor. Turn up to work on time. Listen to what you're being told. I get this from my wife now. Sometimes she asks me to do something that I don't really want to do, but I know she's right. So rather than feeling like she's nagging me, I thank her for the reminder. Thank you for the motivation. Thank you for helping to guide me toward the path of discipline. And you don't have to wait for those people to come to you. You can actually ask for help with this. Make yourself accountable. For instance, if you're trying to give up smoking and you're really serious about it, tell your friends and give them complete discretion to slap the shit out of you if they see you touch a cigarette. If you have good friends and if you honestly, sincerely ask them and impress on them the seriousness of your conviction, if they truly care about you, they will hold you to that commitment. The second technique in developing discipline is to find a strong reason why. Now, this external factor is motivation, yes, and I'm going to talk to you a little bit more about motivation itself in a moment. But for now, I want you to consider how having a truly great reason for your actions can help to develop discipline within you. I'm sure you can imagine how, for many people, having a child can cause someone to get their act together, or for someone else, if their mother becomes ill and they need to work extra hours to pay for her treatment. External factors such as those can give us huge motivation and drive in accomplishing our goals. Those are the sort of things that get you out of bed in the morning and keep you going when you're really not feeling like it. And then, as this is applied over time, it will become discipline and will solidify itself into your code of ethics. Now I want to talk to you about routine. If I may begin with a quote from the American philosopher and psychologist William James, There is no more miserable human being than the one for whom the beginning of every bit of work must be decided anew each day. This is something I have sometimes struggled with. As I have spent the majority of my adult life self-employed, I often have a wildly irregular schedule. But when we are able to build a routine to adhere to a predictable schedule, we can accomplish anything. In the army, I remember having to get up at around 4.30 every day. And to some that may sound early, But once you've been doing it every day for even just a couple of weeks, it becomes surprisingly easy. It's just what you do. I remember that at the start of basic training, when the alarm would go off, I'd drag myself out of bed like a zombie. But after a couple of weeks, I was actually waking up naturally before the alarm. Recently, I also developed a new morning routine. I remember reading on Twitter, someone said, if you don't have a morning routine, one will be assigned to you. And that is absolutely right. We all have a routine, whether we're aware of it or not. 
So we should actively consider our routines and make conscious effort to develop something beneficial that we can maintain over time until it entrenches itself within us, at which point we have become more disciplined as a result. Last, we have the if-then technique, originally called implementation intention, This concept was created by psychologist Peter Golwitzer back in the 90s. It is a fantastic way to prepare ourselves in advance for any temptation or obstacles that we predict we may encounter to challenge our discipline. For instance, let's say we're trying to save money and we want to cut back on our expenses. I could say, if I go on Amazon, then I will only buy essentials I need for home or work. Or, if I go out for a drink with some friends, then I will only have one drink and then go home. If someone asks me to donate money to charity, then I will say, no, I have more important things to deal with. (laughs) No, I'm kidding. That was a joke. But listen, the if-then technique is tried and tested. Don't dismiss it lightly. Honestly, give it a try. When we find ourselves confronted by temptation, it is much harder for us to restrain ourselves in the heat of the moment. But with this, we are able to prepare ourselves for some things we expect we may encounter so that when we do, we can pull out these responses without having to even engage our brain. It is much easier to just stick to the plan that's already laid out. Now, I said to you before that I was going to come back to the topic of motivation. What you will see a lot of online is people completely disregarding motivation and talking about how they're such incredible high achievers who are fueled solely by unwavering discipline. Don't neglect motivation. Yes, discipline is preferable. It is more consistent and reliable. You know I'm all about adhering to an internal compass. But motivation is useful too. It has its place. Even if it's just listening to some of your favorite hype music when you're at the gym or watching one of your most inspirational YouTubers, these are valid tools. And one thing that is worth being aware of is that motivation is always the start. The absolute beginning of anything is always spurred by motivation. Like right now, I don't play the violin. Why don't I play the violin? Is it because I'm lacking in discipline? No, it's because I've never had the motivation to play the violin in the first place. It's not something that's ever particularly interested me, right? There is always some kind of initial motivating factor to the beginning of any pursuit we undertake. To condemn motivation is to forget that fact. So what I suggest to you is to identify motivating factors in your life. People you aspire to be like your favorite books or movies that sparked your initial interest, your goals and the things you want to achieve. The key is to not cling to this motivation because the stronger you grasp onto it, the more you will suffer in its absence. To those of us who practice Buddhist philosophy and follow the Tao, you'll know exactly what I'm talking about. Motivation is based more heavily on emotional links, and as our emotions and feelings are extremely transient in nature, they are not something we want to rely on. We can enjoy them while they're here, but don't spend too much time looking for them. And so there you have it, motivation and discipline. Motivation is external, discipline is internal.
don't forget the four practices to developing motivation I suggested. Change your mindset and be more receptive to being disciplined. Find a strong reason why. Develop a routine and pre-plan for temptation with the if-then technique. Once inner discipline is cultivated and we are mindful of motivation, the result is a state of flow in which effort finds us easily. All right. Thank you very much for your time and effort. That topic, motivation and discipline, that is actually the first article I ever wrote on my blog. I wrote it a long time ago and it's extremely important. And whenever I see people talking about motivation and discipline online, when I see people talking about like self-motivation and, and like people disregarding motivation entirely and things like that, I'm, I'm always just kind of like, oh no, that's wrong. So yeah. So, you know, I hope what I've talked about today has maybe, you know, given you a little bit more clarity and, um, you know, given you some ideas to think about. That's all I'm ever trying to do is give you some stuff to think about. If you have found it interesting, drop me a line, Twitter, at WayBudo. You know, I'm always asking you to get in touch. And a lot of you have been getting in touch and I fucking love it every time. Seriously, it means so much to me to hear from you guys. Um, so thank you very much to everybody who has been getting in touch and to everybody else, I will speak to you very soon. The next episode of the podcast, I'm talking about the distinction between self and other and how we sometimes struggle with both either extreme of being alone or being in a group. And I think, you know, maybe a lot of people can relate to this with the whole lockdown situation recently. So that'll be next week on Tuesday. Until then, those on the way become the way.